Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Justin, and uh, at the time of recording this intro, Doug's voice was no bueno. So you're getting a solo intro from uh, your friendly neighborhood Justin man. I think that nickname's going to stick. Uh, before we get into things, I want to talk about our lovely sponsor, Elephant and Castle. If you've never heard us talk about it, then it means you've never listened to the podcast because we talk about it every week. They're located at 185 North Wabash at the corner of Lake and Wabash, and they are a wonderful bunch of people there. And they have wonderful specials for you. For instance, on Monday, they have something called One and Done Monday, which is where they tap a keg of craft beer at 5 p.m. They pour it till it's gone, and it is $3, a measly $3 a pint. And it's, uh, it's a rotator, so every Monday it rotates out a new craft keg of beer. And uh, it's a really good way for you to try something you may have never tried before for a cost that won't break the bank. Tuesdays, they've got Tin Up Tuesdays where all tins are 25% off. And a tin, as we know from weeks past, is a can of beer. Wednesdays is Wine Down Wednesdays. Wine by the glass is a dollar off. Wine by the bottle is half price. Thursdays is Locals Only Thursday. Select Chicago drafts are $5.50. And then if you're into the brunch thing, Saturdays and Sundays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., they've got brunch and they have specials, drink specials, uh, which are mimosas and Bloody Marys for $5 a piece. I feel like my breath is very heavy right now. I feel like you can hear every breath I take, every move I make. Are you watching me? And then happy hours, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's got snack and shares, $11 or less. Anything $11 or less is half price. Domestic drafts, $4, and house wines are $4. <coughs> so if you have never been, please go to Elephant and Castle, 185 North Wabash. Tell them Mind Gap sent you. They'll, they'll know what that means. Secret code, but they're pretty smart over there. And then, as always, we want to put on our uh, promotional hats, and we want to ask you guys for your help. Wherever you're listening to this, take a moment just to go subscribe to the podcast, review us on whatever platform you're listening, and then uh, write a sorry, yeah, write a review, and then um, rate us. That's the other thing I wanted to say. <laughs> you got to write a review for us, uh, give us a rating, and then share us around too. Um, the the best recommendations come. From, uh, from people you know. So if, if you share this, someone you know is going to go, oh, if this person's recommending it, I'm definitely going to listen. So uh, yeah, sharing us, reviewing us, rating us, all those things help drive us up uh, in search engines and uh, on the different platforms, on Google, on uh, Spotify and Stitcher, on uh, Apple Podcast. And the higher up the charts we go, the more cool shit we get to do. We tell you guys this every week. And uh, for those of you who have been doing it, we really appreciate it. For those of you who have not done it yet, this week's, uh, there's always another chance every week. So please get on that and help us out. So now we finally get into episode 179 of Mind Gap Podcast. This one we're titling Social Media is Gross. And I think we can all agree it is. Before we jump into all the stuff, Doug and I give a shout out to Lieutenant Brock and the Jacksonville Police, or sorry, Jacksonville, the Jackson Police Department. Uh, they really stepped up this last week, and um, we wanted to give him special recognition. So big shout-out to Lieutenant Brock and his whole police force. And then we jump into uh, how terrifying school shootings are and how social media has kind of... Uh, how it's just it's a hard thing for kids to traverse and how that kind of lends to uh, people feeling bullied and how that can lend to uh, some of the tragedies that we've seen in that, uh, in that vein. And we talk about... Um, uh, we, we lighten things up, and Doug tries to convince me that he's happy that he's bald and how we shouldn't be worried to get wrinkled. Uh, as you get older, 
And then we talk about uh, expectations, weird expectations around social media, social expectations, if you will, around social media. And things then are wrapped up with a, uh, it's a very animated throwdown between a, uh, a salty individual and a sweet individual. And I think you guys will like it. Doug and I definitely need your help uh, determining who the winner of this throwdown is. The winner is very contingent upon what setting they're in. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Listen to it. Let us know on all of our social medias. Uh, contact us. Let us know who you think won. So without further ado, episode 179 of Mind Gap Podcast. Oh, guys, one more thing. As you might be able to tell from the difference in sound right now, we had a myriad of technical issues during this episode. I did my best to mask them uh, as, as best I could. Uh, you're definitely going to hear a few of them. So I apologize and thank you for sticking with us and we love you. All right, enjoy the episode. Mind Gap Podcast. Uh, I want to do. Let's talk about Officer Brock real quick. Or we, Lieutenant Brock. We got to talk about Lieutenant Brock and the amazing law enforcement down in Jackson, Missouri. Because holy shit, um, what what a situation! What a story! Paint, paint me a picture. So uh, last Friday, uh, I got a call from my brother while I was at work, which was unusual because it was like seven forty-five in the morning. And I was like, well, this can't be good. And I picked it up, and he was like, hey, so just want to let you know, uh, there was a bomb threat at the school where I'm teaching, and we just evacuated everybody. And I was like, that's fucking scary. He's like, yeah. So he said uh, they looked outside. There were cops, full tactical gear, SWAT, like the whole deal. They were all out there, and, and they were trying to be like, yeah, hey, uh, can we just get everyone to come outside? You know, and they were trying to play it off cool. Like, you know, it's whatever. And Dave's like, this can't be good. So he's basically like, everyone get the fuck out of here. And he's like, go home. Yeah. Like, get out. See you later. And Dave, like, you know, did what he needed to do. And then he left. And he sent me basically um, uh, an Instagram message of someone, uh, some kid who basically said, you know, hey, Jackson High School, um, get ready because y'all going to get blown up at 750 Bell. Be ready. And based on that information, um, you know, the police department, including Lieutenant Brock, went into action and they partnered with ATF, Secret Service, and they not only did they shut down the entire district in plenty of time, because this kid posted it like 7.15 in the morning in 7.50 Bell. That's not much time. No, not at all. So they moved very quickly. They shut everything down, and by the end of the day, they took a uh, a kid into custody. So, which was absolutely incredible. And Brock was kind of the spokesperson on the news and everything like that. So, if you guys haven't heard our uh, episode with Lieutenant Brock, please go back and check that out because that guy is a goddamn. He and his team of of police officers did an incredible job of preventing a potential disaster. Uh, at yeah. a school, and so I just want to take this moment to shout out uh, Lieutenant Alex Brock and all those folks down there. Well done! Thank you for keeping all those kids safe. Thank you for keeping my brother safe, and doing just an absolutely incredible job. So, round of applause yeah, to you guys. <clears throat> I mean, we talked to him on that episode about how you know he's all about de-escalation and he's about yeah. like not like he he wants to take the non-violent approach if possible. He wants to you know 
it's all about it, it's not for him it's not about rushing in and, and being the hero it's about you know just doing everything he can to make the situation as safe as possible and I he really I think in this situation in this scenario he really stepped up and he was a leader and he absolutely did everything that he aims to do you know from from everything that I've heard and, and read and, ever, and seen uh, you know he really he he exemplifies uh, everything that he stands for yeah it was really pretty awesome to like hear that you know he and his team were were there and and to hear that as I I was actually texting him throughout the day. Like I immediately texted you were him. And, Brock? Mm-hmm. I reached oh, out yeah? to him. I said, "Hey, man, you know, I know things are basically spooky, but thank you and your team for what they're doing." And then when my brother told me that they got him, I texted him. I said, "Hey, I know it's been a wild day, but seriously, I'm glad. Congrats, yeah, uh, you and your team for <clears throat> taking the care of this because you know I'm sure everyone feels a lot better now because Absolutely, of it." So yeah. he was very gracious. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, thanks. You know, I'm just glad everyone ended, you know, ended with everyone being safe." And I was like, "Yeah, me too." So yeah. That's that's all. I mean, I can't even imagine though, from you know, from the teacher standpoint, from the student standpoint, from the parent standpoint, from just the community standpoint. That's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. You know, and you, I feel like a lot of you go into that. It can't happen to me scenario. You you hear it. You know, it's in Florida. It's in you know the on the East Coast. It's on the West Coast. It's what it's in. You know, this happened in rural rural Missouri. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and I I mean rural. I say that you know with the caveat, but it's it's rural it's Missouri, not a dude. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> It's so like it's it's just it's interesting that literally can happen anywhere. Like these yeah. people probably were thinking it's never probably won't affect us, and lo and behold, it did. And it's just it's a scary you know, time, man. It's a scary time to be a student, to be a teacher, um, you know, because that stuff, you know, it was it was pretty terrifying to get that call from my brother to hear him say like, "Yeah, dude, there's a bomb threat." I'm like, "God damn!" Like that's some scary ass shit right there. And yeah. I'm so just I'm just thrilled that they were able to prevent it and to have such a great response time because that's the thing that sucks is things like that I don't feel like are celebrated as much as they should because it's like being prepared for a disaster. It's like you're so prepared that nothing happens. Like people don't get to see the effect of being prepared a lot of times. Right. Most of the time right. you can't tell if something cuz you you were able cuz because cops or whoever, FBI, things like that, because they are so much doing their job a lot of the times, we don't get to see the effects of them being there to prevent future disasters, you know? Right. So, you know, in a situation like this where you see this response time and they, you see them prevent them, it's like a situation where we got to step back. We got to, like, celebrate the folks that prevented that from happening for the response time, you know, to be able to to see someone saw that and report it, and instantaneously they shut down the entire district, right? Like shut it down, lock it down. Those guys instantly responded. They coordinated with other agencies with Instagram to get the information out, and everything was like boom, done. Like within a day, lockdown. Yeah. I'm like, goddamn, that's impressive. And that sort of stuff yeah. has to be celebrated. And it's like well done. The next step is then like, how do we stop that kind of shit from happening? Because I know, you know. If Natalie were to go back to school today, I'd be pretty fucking nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be really, Absolutely, really yeah. nervous. Where I'm, I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Like, how as a student, how can you go back and concentrate knowing that the last Friday, someone was threatening to blow up the school and set a bomb right. off? Like, that's that's got to be psychologically scarring, you know, in a lot of ways. A- Absolutely, yeah. I remember there was <clears throat> I mean, we were going into freshman year after Columbine happened, um, and I remember 
you know, there was, we, we only had, there was one person who I think it was, and at the time it wasn't even, you know, now there's such a hypersensitivity for, for good reason around it. Like anytime anyone says anything, it just sparks an, you know, an entire like, Oh, shutting, we're shutting it down. Yeah. At that point we had someone who, uh, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember if it was, yeah, no, it was definitely after Columbine. Yeah. It was, uh. They they called in a, a bomb threat or something. There was a rumor that someone was going to come in with some a gun or something, and nothing got shut down. There was a heightened security presence, but you know it was. Uh, I just but I remember even then thinking like, what the fuck? And it it really it fucked with me, uh, you know, mentally. Um, yeah. When that when that came around, but it was nowhere near as intense as, as what people are going through nowadays. Oh you no. know what I mean? I can't even imagine how. With everything as heightened as it is now, just what what that's like to be a teenager. You're already going through. You're confused. You're already going through changes, and you're nothing makes sense, and you just feel awkward in your own body, and yeah. nothing makes sense. And then to have that on top of that, that's just that's I can't even imagine. Well, it's just spooky because also you know the amount of fame that comes with that, which is a lot of times people you know and, and you know what to a lot of degrees like people are you know they they're getting bullied and they feel like they don't have anyone to turn to, so they want revenge, you know and. I was bullied pretty heavily in junior high. Junior high, I think, is probably one of the worst times in your life. We've talked about this multiple times. Just that's when everything starts. And I just felt so uncomfortable in my body. Um, I got picked on, like, by my classmates and people above me. Like, I did not have a very good seventh grade year. Eighth grade got a little bit better, and then high school went okay. But, you know, to go through all of that and, you know, people feel like, cool, I'm going to get back to these people for these things that they're doing and in a horrible way, you know what I mean? Like just, it's just the fact that people think that they can turn to that as an option is really upsetting to me. And, um, because really it just takes one person. I mean, you can have one person who's neglected at home and just wants to make a statement in a lot of those ways. And that's it. And they can go in fuck some shit up and and that's the stuff that really really is unfortunate because there's no way to ever reconcile that right. kind of like something like that it, if if you had a kid that went through that you would never be able if if my brother had died in, in that I would be like there's n- going to be nothing that's going to bring me peace on no. that some angry freshman was just pissed off at something and decided he's going to take it out on as many people as he could it's like god damn it that sucks right. you know and that's why when i look back at like how Cause yeah, I mean, I got I got bullied a little bit too, but I also wasn't the nicest to other people. I wouldn't sure. say I was a full on. I didn't. I don't think. I don't feel like I ever. And this is me being very honest. I don't. I honestly don't feel like I ever bullied people. But you know, we did the. You teased people, and you you know you you probably went too far with you know just some poking and prodding and yeah. stuff. Every, like I feel like that's just general junior high high school antics. And <clears throat> I look back on it now. Uh, and there were those who got who who went way too far. Like I, yeah. d- I distinctly remember in seventh grade there was this kid. Uh, there's a kid who I d- <clears throat> he uh, the, some some guys made him get on his knees and kiss their their boots oh, or their their goddamn like they they physically like had this kid you know up against a wall and I just, I remember that and I just he there's nothing he could do and if again at the time if I had if I had a little bit more wherewithal I should I should have stepped in and. Yeah, you know, stood up for him and gotten my ass kicked, but I didn't at the time. But like, you you look back at how everyone treated each other, and it's there's no need for it. Like no. it, when I watch these like coming of age movies and stuff, and you see like the bully kids, you're like, that's accurate. Like people do people people are for for no reason 
just mean to the nerdy kids or mean to the whomever that are different than them. And it's just, there's no fucking reason for it. And it, it, all it does is perpetuate, you know, more issues like this because the, the, at that age, no one knows how to deal with that. No. And what's really terrifying is I listened to episode 1221 of the Joe Rogan experience. I talked about this, I think in the last podcast, it features uh, Jonathan Haidt who is, um, Oh, don't play that. Oops. I just wanted to get more information about it and started playing it on my headphones. That's not what I wanted. But he's like <laughs> basically um, an academic and a psychologist. And one of the things he was talking about was how detrimental social media is to kids that are in junior high and high school. Sure. And part of the reason being that – because they're kind of getting to the, the, the crux of like um, call-out culture – and in a lot of those situations, those social situations where you kind of earn currency is by calling someone out. So kind of one of the things that Jonathan Haidt was talking about during that podcast was it's difficult to be an instructor nowadays and a professor because there was this idea that you're teaching to the most, what was the, what do they call it? Reasonable person. Like okay. a reasonable, there's a reasonable person expectation that you're you're going to teach to the person that's the most reasonable in the room. Okay. But recently, that's changed to the most sensitive person in the room, okay. meaning that they have to choose their words carefully because if they say something that might be triggering to someone or might upset someone, they will anonymously report them to the administration, and then all of a sudden they'll get in trouble based on this right. stuff. Right. Like, I guess he made an example of a teacher who was like, you know, kind of frustrated. He just kind of looked up and goes, well, someone shoot me now. You know, like one of those like common things. Someone goes, wow, this guy does not value life. Um, he's just, you oh, know, wow. like that's that's the level of what it is. And what happens is there's this social currency where someone's like, I'm going to call this person out on social media. I'm going to drag him. And that's going to earn me reputation within the community. That's a prestige of, right. of that sort of thing. And it's a very right. cannibalistic culture and it's terrifying. And that sort of, you know, stuff that happens and it's even more so based on this guy's research detrimental to, to females because men oftentimes are more physical with that sort of stuff. They judge themselves by, you know, can they fight each other? You know, can they do any sort of physical to, to get around each other? Whereas with females more often than not, will judge each other by looks uh, by their clicks and things like that, and they're very just like brutal in the way that they emotionally uh, bully people. And social media is a breeding ground for that sort of stuff. And Absolutely. it's a terrifying look at where we are. And I mean, this is the we're looking at generations that have grown up with social media their whole life. I mean, right. think about that for a second. I mean, right? Like you and I did not have <clears throat> you and I did not have. But we we got to establish ourselves and establish. Figure out the packing order and establish our social status and, and go through everything without all of that. Like the, the most that we had <clears throat> was AIM. Right. You know, that was the most we had. And it was that was that was, you know, uh, early at best. Like, yeah. or, or like it was in its it was in its rudimentary phases at best. You know, we didn't have to deal with the, the Twitter and the Snapchat and the Instagram and the Twitch and the Facebook and the blah, 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 blah all the fucking different outlets that you yeah. just get inundated with and. There's no way to there's no way to police that to patrol it and it really is the wild west like it allows outlaws to exist more or less. Well, what's crazy too is there's research that this guy has done, or at least he talks about where there's significant increases in self harm 
and suicidal tendencies at specific points in time. And his theory is that it it directly correlates to when social media happened. Because I think it was like 2004, 2005, maybe even 2006, when Facebook went off of universities and colleges and went worldwide. Just college, yeah. There was an uptick at that point in time. There's upticks at different times with Instagram, with things like that. There's these giant, like, there's also once the, uh, once everyone is typically all around you has an iPhone or a smartphone, which was around a certain time period, a certain year, that uptick increases. So he's, he knows some very serious correlations between those things. It's kind of a terrifying podcast, honestly. I highly recommend it because, he breaks down a lot of the stuff on an academic level, and the dude's got a smooth, buttery voice too, which just makes it extra awesome. But it, it really like made me think about a lot of stuff, and I, of course, recommended it to to Jill. I was like, "Yo, you gotta listen to this. Like, this is something." Because his recommendation, he goes, "No children should have social media." He goes, "You should not have social media until high school." He's like, "You just shouldn't do it." He goes, "It's so detrimental." to kids and their development and what potential it can have. He's like, and he goes, and the only way we get this is if we, as a group, as a society, we go to a school, we go to the principal as a collective and say, it's very dangerous for this to happen as a collective. We want to decide that this is a rule that these kids do not have this. And as a group, we have to be able to do that. And it's, and I was like, God damn, because you got to think about that. It's like when Napster was live, like, I remember my mom going, hey, um, is that legal, what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> if it was illegal, why would I be able to do it? That was my logic behind it. And my mom yeah. was like, all right, I guess. You know, like, she didn't know enough about the technology. And I don't think we know enough about the effects of social media to oh, really, no. to really no, go no. like, oh, yeah, this is a real problem. Yeah, I mean, the thing, if you look at it, social media really, I mean, it is in its infancy. Yeah. It is. I mean, yeah, sure. It's been around for, you know, a, a decade, two decades. You know, we're coming up on. I don't know when. I don't know when Facebook was founded, but we're coming up on. You know, probably close to twenty years. I started point, using you know, it ish. when I was a junior slash senior in college, so that must have been like two thousand four ish. Sure. So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, we're coming up on on almost you know about a decade and a half, two decades. Yeah. Like, but in the grand scheme of things, it is in its infancy. We have no idea how this is going to play out. We have no idea the rules of it. We have no idea the, you know, it's it's not it's not it really there aren't rules to it yet. Like it still is just this, you know, this nebulous thing that just exists that's ever changing. And as soon as one thing comes up, it dies, and another thing comes up, and then another thing, and that first thing dies. It's it's nonstop revolving, and it's always it, it, there's just there's no. There's no rhyme or reason to how it works right now. And a lot of yeah. people think there is. And it, in a way, there it is. But really, in the grand scheme of society, there's no rules to it. Like, it's still a very, very, very uh, infantile uh, thing. Well, it's also like something like Instagram. You have the opportunity to put in filters, put in all these different things to make yourself look more beautiful than what you are. And that becomes the standard. Like those sorts of things, you know, are really unsettling to me because I see people, which is hilarious a lot to me in my workplace, when you have to add a profile picture to something that you use when people choose like a heavily filtered like thing, that like picture that they put in for their profile. I look at that going like, you look nothing like that. That smooths out everything on your face. Like you, you look nothing like that picture. I'm like, who are we kidding here? Who are you lying to? 
You're lying to yourself. I, I've always hated that stuff. I'm like, why are we pretending that this is what we look like? Because what used to be something that you'd only find with supermodels and magazines, that technology is available to average folks now. So they're like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna smooth this out and do this, yeah. and like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you don't look like that. When you're playing, when, when I'm playing uh, one of the mobile games, you'll see <clears throat> you'll see countless ads for like apps that look how easy we've made it, and they'll show like. Mm highlight your arm and you can choose from presets that they've put in there that can lift and tuck and bend and move and this and that and the other thing. And it's so fucking easy. Like it is terrifyingly easy uh, w- what people have engineered uh, into apps now, how how easily you can manipulate stuff. Yeah. And, that, and it's you're right. Oh. It's not that person. It's not you. I've always, in, in I get it, it's society that drives this stuff, but I've always hated... I shouldn't say hated. I've always just been upset by the fact that people feel like they have to hide what they are. Yes. And, you know, you know, people that you, you <laughs> yeah, this harkens back to an assignment desk discussion where I was like, at that time I was inundated with all these low T commercials. I was like, man, fuck these commercials. What? Look, when I have low T, I'm done. My dick stops working. It is what it is. I know I'm we've over talked it. about this, yeah. And you were like, well, you know, it should be okay. Like, you know, what if what if I want to make love to my wife, you know? And I'm like, well, too bad, man. Time's up. Your dick stopped <laughs> working. You know, like, and, I, and you were like, well, I don't agree with you because I should be able to have I'm like, no, nah, dude, your dick stopped working. Biology says, sorry, dude, time's up. You're out. Put on your time's up pin. You, it's over. Like, you know. Do you think... <laughs> So you're saying that it's almost I'm sorry, I can't. So you're saying that it's almost it's it's almost like it's nature's way of saying we're not even gonna give you the possibility of accidentally procreating anymore because you're too goddamn old. Yeah. That's life, okay. man. That's like people going like, Oh, I need this anti aging cream. Dude, you're gonna get old. It's going yeah. to happen. Accept it. Like accept it. Accept that you're gonna be old. Accept that you're gonna look like dog shit at some point in your life. Except that yeah. you're not going to be able to eat the food that you want. That's the one I'm going to struggle with. Except <laughs> that... Doug, I refuse to believe that you're ever going to stop eating the food you want to eat. Except that at some point you might go bald. It happens. All right? You don't have to take hair from your ass and put it on your head. All right? Hashtag bald by choice. Exactly. Mm, sort of. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, when I see all that sort of stuff, I'm like, I hate those... Are you bald? It shows this sad guy walking into his doctor's office and he takes off his cap. He's like, boy, this is really sad that I'm bald. And then they cut to him in a different filter and he's driving with a Corvette and there's a hot chick with him. He's jumping in the pool with her. He's like, I have hair. solo. He's like, I've got hair now. Everything's different. I'm like, dude, who fucking cares about your hair? Like, let it go. Are you tired of hair loss? Go to poop.com. For a better look at life. Um, (laughs) That's It's it's just stuff like that has always irked me because I'm like, why are we lying to ourselves? You know, it's like Bill Burr's bit of people who get work done. He goes, you don't look, you don't look younger. You look weird. You don't look natural at all. He goes, you got this shine on you. You look weird. He's like, your face just doesn't seem right. It's almost like an uncanny valley situation where you're like, something about you is not human. I can't tell what it is. And I'm like, why? Are we obsessed with, with it, it, from my perspective, I'm like, look, dude, I'm going to get old. I'm going to get fat. It's it's going to happen. All right. I And I, I'll do the best that I can to try and curb that, but I'm not going to get any anti-aging cream. I'm not yeah. going to get plastic surgery. I'm not going to do that stuff because I'm like, what's the fucking point? I'm still going to die. 
Like, what? Why do I want to look any different? Like, it's a bleak outlook, but I agree. It's, it, that outlook is seriously, it's super fucking bleak, but it, it inspires me for a lot of that stuff. For sort of stuff. You're an odd guy, Doug. You're I am. An odd guy. I'm gonna die. So why the hell would I try to make myself look young? It's. I'm gonna die. So why the hell should I try anything? See, I'm not a. I almost said. What's the word I'm looking for? What's the guy? I'm not a nihilist. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm a realist in that sort of regard. I hate that stuff where our society will just fart that stuff out there to a degree where it's like, hey, agree. You could be better. Again, let me play. Let me play devil's advocate Please and just do. say if it makes you feel better, then what's the problem with it? Yeah, let me let me add that addendum on there. If that works for you, that's fine. Right. Like if that works for I'm, you, I'm gonna say just because just because you're gonna get just because you know that that statement. I'm gonna get older. I'm gonna get fatter. I'm gonna get this and this and this. Yes, you're gonna get older. That's un, un that's unpreventable. Mm-hmm. I don't to say like oh I'm gonna get fatter. Like just like basically putting yourself into this. I'm just gonna resign myself to just being old, wrinkled, and unhealthy. Like I don't think you have to resign yourself to that though. I think you can still actively take care of yourself. And of there's course. natural ways to to kind of not combat it, but just treat your body well. Like a body that's that's kept up will the the aging process won't hit it like a fucking cement truck, you know. Don't don't mistake me saying I'm going to get old and fat to being like why why work out? You're just going to die. Like no, you should absolutely you should brush your teeth. You should go to the doctor. You know, you should absolutely do these types of things. You should never buy a boat. Like these are all things that are really important. To you maintaining your These life. These are things that you need to remember, remember in life. If you remember anything, don't buy a fucking boat. It's a depreciating <laughs> asset. Um, no, you should absolutely take care of yourself. Are you looking to unload your boat? Poop.com. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where like, you absolutely should, but don't resign yourself to this bullshit stuff like, boy, I need to get hair implants. Or, right. man, I really should get this lotion that's supposed to make me look younger. Or, you know, I need to get a, a, a tuck my face back. It's like, you don't need to do that. Like, you really every don't need I, to do that. Every time I think of hair implants, and this is what I want everyone to picture. If you, you've watched Arrested Development, correct? Yes. You remember when, uh, um, oh God, what is uh, David Cross's character? I want to say it's, it's, it's not Toby. To, it's Tobias. Tobias. Yeah. Remember when Tobias gets hair plugs? Yeah. And his ha- his head is just like riddled with like these so like it's every place that they've put the hair in, and he tries to comb oh, his hair. He just and screams. you can in the in the scene your skin crawls because you're like oh, that hurts so much. Everyone remember that if you think about getting fucking hair plugs. I also think everyone remember that. I think of an Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode where <laughs> Carl tries to get uh, this sheet metal uh, hair implants, where it's like this giant sheet metal thing he gets it like super screwed into his head and it's like oh rust and infection happening all around his head don't do that guys don't do that don't do that don't be carl don't be carl in no. that situation don't be carl you don't need that um <laughs> but you know I, i'm with you like you know i i met uh there was a a girl i knew in college who she'd always had one breast that was smaller than the other and she was it was for whatever reason it made her feel like really self-conscious so she got an implant i'm like that's cool like I look at something like that, I'm like, great. If that's what you need to make yourself feel better, no judgment. You know, if you want to get sure. a boob job later in life, you're like, whatever. I'm divorced. I don't need this shit. I'm getting bigger boobs. Whatever. That's cool. Whatever you need to do. Sure. Like I, you know, I, I just, I, I think really what it is is people think, well, if I fix this about me, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Is don't confuse the the change 
with being the key to happiness. Yes. It may like do it if it if it's <clears throat> it's not going to automatically change your entire life. Like that's the thing to remember. Is like you do this, it's not going to change your life. If you do this and you're like, "Oh, that's a weight off my shoulders. That's, yeah. that's something off my mind. That's one thing." But to think if I do this, like everything's going to be better. Don't put that kind of expectation or pressure on it. You know what that sounds like to me, Justin? What's that? It sounds like a paradox where if your pursuit of happiness will not make you happy. Do you remember that one we talked about? If you, you Is that the Rudy paradox? <laughs> no, the Rudy paradox is called the asshole paradox. Um, <laughs> if you try to find happiness, like your goal is to get happy, you will right, not be right. happy. You will be miserable. But happiness has to be a byproduct of whatever it is that you're doing. So if you're thinking, well, if I get hair on my head, I will be happy, that's a false that's false logic. It's not gonna work. Absolutely, yeah. And that's But if you but if you happen to just as a hobby that makes you happy, pull a hair out of your body and then like stitch it into your head, then by you know, then hair on your head is a byproduct. It's a happiness byproduct. I suppose that's one way to look at it, if you want to do that's that. That's how I see this paradox. Very well. Good for you, sir. I'm very happy. Yay, I win paradoxes. You win paradoxes. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, whatever, man. Do what you got to do to be happy. You know, take care of yourself, but don't feel like you have to live this insane life. Um, That's going to be – that's going to change it. And don't – like we've said before, you know, social media, don't don't look at everyone's uh, A reel and compare it to your B reel, if you will, you know. Right. People are selecting Everyone's highlight reel to your to your behind the scenes. Exactly, everyone's gonna post that stuff out there, and I think that's really I've I've, I've seen it from you, I've seen it from Drew, I've seen it from other people. Where they're like, you know what? I think I'm gonna be done with social media for a while, and a, a part of me really wants to do that too. Where I'm just like, I don't well, it, care. It's too it's too toxic. It's too bonkers. Yeah, it's it's getting to a point where I mean, it's really not enjoyable. I just get angry. <laughs> For me, that's Facebook specifically. Yeah. Like I, I'm fine with Instagram and Twitter. I actually, I enjoy Instagram and Twitter because Instagram, I'm a visual person by nature. Yeah. So I like, I just like scrolling through and seeing what people are doing and seeing how other people see the world. For me, that I think is the most interesting thing is that when, when someone posts a picture, I'm like, oh, cool. That's how they're experiencing this. Or that's the way, that's their perspective on this thing that they're encountering. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's a cool way, uh, you know, if there's a celebrity that you're into, I'm just, I I find it fascinating to see just what they get up to. Like, for me, one of my favorite things is watching The Rock. Oh, Jesus. When he posts, when he posts cheat meals. Yeah. Like, and all like, just the monster stuff that he, he, he gets to eat. Yeah, that's just fun for me. So, like, that, and so that's how I use Instagram. And then Twitter, I'm just figuring it out. But, like, I've, for me, I feel like I have successfully traversed the toxic nature of Twitter. Yeah. I don't feel like I've gotten sucked in because for a long time I couldn't figure out how Twitter worked. <laughs> and so I'm still in that my, boat. I- my ignorance saved me from Twitter because now I'm getting into it and I can I can I can I have a separation from it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna pop in, I'm gonna see what's up. Great, I'm out. Like there's there's not yeah. I don't have to I don't have to dive into it. Facebook was the thing that really started to just really get under my skin and so yeah i'm slowly separating myself from facebook now you're right because at least with twitter and that was always the thing that bothered me about twitter was i was like there's so much information happening that i can't catch it all and that's the point you're not supposed to 
Right. Whereas with Facebook, I was like, I'm going to follow up on everything that's going on with my feed. And then I go to Twitter. I'm like, too much is happening. I don't right, understand. Exactly. But that's the and whole actually, point. You can hop in and hop the, out real quick. Exactly. And the fact that the fact that there is too much, and it sounds counterintuitive, but the fact that there is too much information it almost is what makes Twitter like digestible for me. Because... I if you come to terms with the fact that you're not going to be able to follow everything on Twitter, yeah. it's the pressure's off. Yeah. Like Facebook, I felt exactly what you said. I felt that pressure to follow every single thing that everyone posted and like and, and, and share and look and look and read and do this and that. And with Twitter, it's just like, oh, I saw that thing once and it's gone now. Yeah. No, it's uh, disposable information. Yeah, and I think that's also what bothered me is like at the time too, there'd be things happening and people so much disinformation on Twitter really upset me with like right, when things right. were happening, natural disasters, and people were posting just absolute horseshit on there. It drove me Did, nuts. That yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other side of it. Yeah, and it really really bothered me. But um, you know, there's there's pros and cons to everything. Like I've been slow, slow, slow to adapt to Instagram. I just honestly, it's so weird. I, I I don't know if it's so weird. I'm not a hero or anything here. I just I don't like posting a lot on social media for whatever reason. Yeah. I've always, you know me. I've always been like, no one gives a shit. Right. <laughs> it's like no one cares. Right. No one cares about what I'm doing. And no, you think so poorly. You think so little of your personal life that yeah. you. So why would anyone else care? Like you yeah. hate your life. I so can't wait. Why would anyone else care to die? Um, <laughs> I just no. I'm, I'm like, who cares about? Like, it, I guess that's kind of. <laughs> I go through and I see people posting sometimes. I'm like, dude, no one fucking cares. Like, <laughs> and I get so upset about it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, no one gives a shit. Well, tonight specifically, you before we before we <laughs> before we did the podcast, you texted me. You texted me a picture of something you made. Oh, I know, and I hated that and I did it. In the text, in the text, you wrote to me. You said. Gonna be an annoying food photo guy for a second. Really proud of this concoction, and then you and you posted the picture, and it. But you could hear the the self loathing in the text that you had. I'm so glad you could hear say. that because when I first made that a couple nights ago, Jill goes, "You should take a picture of that." I'm like, "Fuck that! I'm not doing that." <laughs> and then I did it again tonight. I'm like, "God damn it! That looks beautiful." I'm like, "Ah." I'm like, all right. I'm just gonna send it to one person. I'm gonna send it to Justin because I think he'll Correct. appreciate this. But I'm like, I'm not. I'm gonna send it to the guy who I know will appreciate it, and the guy who'll give me the least shit for exactly. it. Exactly. It's the same thing like w- with pictures of Natalie. Like Jill and I don't post much of her, and just because I I don't like posting stuff with of her because she can't give her consent onto what's out there, and right. we sh- we have our own private photo thing that we use on our phones that we share with our family and that's where we post all of our photos so our family the people that we specifically have allowed to see the content can see the content and we don't have right. to and fire it out there else, all the time right and if anyone else wants to access that they can go to poop.com poop.com for all your photo needs um and the password is cochran exactly and it's just that's the thing is like i don't want the world to no one cares about that's not true but i'm like in general it's like here's the picture of natalie doing this here's a picture of natalie doing that it's just like you know i stopped following so many people that i was friends with because all i ever heard them talking about was the goddamn kids i'm like right. i don't give a shit about what your kids doing like enough already like what about your life you know and, and that's kind of a mean thing to say because when you're a parent your kid is your life but at the same time sure. i'm like i've said it before i'll say it again i'm like is this your Facebook profile? Is this your fucking kid's Facebook profile? Because all I see are pictures of your kids, right. your profile pictures, your kids, your cover photos, your kids, 
kids, kids, kids, kids, kids. What the fuck, man? Where's your identity? Right, show me something that you actually made for dinner. Put some fucking food on there. I'm just like, I, I'm like, this is my Facebook profile. This is going to be stuff about me. <laughs> you know. I think for a solid for a solid week, Mind Gap should only post stock photos of children. That sounds horrifying. Absolutely I know, right? horrifying. Ugh. Absolutely going to happen. Ugh. It's like that digital kidnapping is what that sounds like to me. You know, oh, you know what we should do? We should post. I'll post a picture of a baby bump, and then you post uh, a picture of a spider. Oh, we'll go back to that and old game, huh? And it'll just be a one-for-one, one and people won't understand what's happening on the feed. For the longest time, ju- I told Justin how I hated seeing people who posted, like, baby bump progressions <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> and Justin knew that I hated that, so he would, he would screen cap them and send them to me in texts. And I would get so I mad. Of, I had a lot of friends that uh, were having babies at the time. Oh, I got so mad that I would send him pictures of spiders in return. And I would try to keep them as close as possible. Like one was like a, a woman with like two babies on her. And I sent her and him a picture of spiders with a mom spider with all the spiders on it and stuff like that. And I was just like, fuck you. How you, dare you? I got to give you credit. You found like spider likenesses like scarily close. Yeah. I was like, it's really, how really good. Dare you? I was like, God. Damn I'm it. not sure how you did that, but that was very impressive. Yeah, we went, we had that going on for a while, and I was like, <laughs> and every time you did, I was like, I would sit there just grumbling myself with like that motherfucker. I was like, where's a picture of a fucking spider? And I'd go and find a spider and be like, fuck you. And then I'd forget and I'd be like, I'm done now. I've done my my duty for the day. How dare you? How dare you send me that shit? Because because again, we have this discussion about once a quarter. Um, but it's just, for me, I'm like, God damn it. Like share that with the people that you really want to share that with. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Like find that core group of people because I don't fucking care. I just don't care. I do not care about your baby bump. I do not care. Like I don't, I just don't. And, 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 and also think of how insane that is. Think about how insane it is. Imagine if you took all of your friends on Facebook, all right? You put them up in a room, and you just were like, hey, everybody, here's my baby bump. <laughs> if you did that in real life, that would be weird, right? That's, it's, a, it's, a fair, it's a fair point. It's a very fair point. In, in, in all the thousands of friends that people have because they never call them, I call them right. a couple times here. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um, I'm like, we don't talk. We're just connected because we, at one point in time, we're in the same room together. So somehow we're friends, right. which doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I just, I'm like, if you were to take all thousands of those people and you put them into a room in an auditorium, and you came on stage and you're like, here are my children. <laughs> this is where I work. People would be like, I don't, here is I, me. I don't care. Like nobody yeah. fucking cares. And that's, it's just, it's so like, there's a handful of people who'd be like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Most of the people in the room would be like, I don't, okay, why am I here? Like, I was told there was going to be punch and pie. Like, what the fuck? What are we doing here? Like, what is happening? And I think that's something we tend to forget is when we post stuff to social media, we forget every single person that we're connected to. And we forget what we're sending to everyone that's on our fucking friends list. But the thing is, they can call, they can call their 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 feeds too. Like if they don't want to see it, again, this is what I, we, you and I go back to. This is kind of where we had a stalemate: is that you can scroll past it or you can unfriend me. Yeah. Then why are we friends, Justin? And guys, we want to take this opportunity <laughs> to say this is the final episode of Mind Gap Podcast. 
It's been a wonderful three points two years. <laughs> no, I mean, go fuck yourselves. It's just, it's just like, yeah, you make the sense. Well, or you can just unfollow me, or you can call that. Then why are we connected on Facebook? Then why are we connected? Great question. Then why are we? Why connected? do you follow? Why do you follow anyone that posts baby bumps? I don't, Justin. If you right, I right, don't. You don't. So let them post the bumps. Let the people have the bumps. They can let them post their bumps. I will not be their friends. Simple as that. Because That's it's fair. like, what? Why are we doing this? What is the point of this? I can absolutely control my feed, but why would you force me to control my feed? Why would you do that to me, Justin? Why you? So you want other people to respect what they post? They want you want them to respect your feed and censor what they post. I'm not saying censor. I'm like consider your audience, Justin. Consider your fucking audience. Yeah, but you could make the argument that if someone's following your, like, if that's something that you post, if that's something that they know you post, and they're following you, then that is your audience. That's a fair point, but at the same time, I don't think they are considering their audience. I think they're just like, "Hey, here's me," and there's a giant percentage of people who don't care, and then those people ultimately right. then they will can stop scroll past or they can unfollow. They can unfollow or they can scroll past. If Yes, they're saying, hey, here's me and here's my bump. And if a lot of people are looking at that and saying, who gives a flying fuck? Then I would argue, why are a lot of people, why are all those people saying that? Why the fuck are you friends with this person? I think we can 100% agree on that. I think we're too, right. I think we're too friend happy, Justin. We see someone I that we agree. recognize and we're like, let's be friends. It's like, no, I would agree. let's not. That is, something, that is something that we agree on is that there is this weird social expectation of if I know you, if I've seen you once, then I have to, be, I have to connect with you. Yes, and I, I can't stand that because I think that would solve both of our problems, Justin. <laughs> that would solve both of our problems. We would both be correct yeah. in this situation because if I'm only friends with people that I know – not people that I was like at one point in my life acquainted with. I would care more about what they posted. That's fair. Because if I'm connected to someone that I went to high school with and I haven't seen in 15 years and have no interest in seeing again, why the fuck am I? And I always run the same goddamn trap where they'll add me as a friend and I'll be like, nah, I think I, th- I think I remember them being cool. And then I'm like, why did I just do that? What's the? F- I will never talk to this person again. Never. Right, I know. I know. And I'm like, I know. why did I do that? And I go through it. And there's some people where I'm like, I haven't talked to someone in a while, but I'm like, I appreciate the things that they post. And I'm like, I don't mind yeah. that sort of stuff. But there's other people I'm like, why the fuck do I give a shit about this person's photography business? I do right. not give a shit about that. Or, well, I, and that's the weird. Have we talked about this where we think that uh, that uh, class reunions are going to go by the wayside because there's no why point would they? in having them anymore? Why would you have them? Everyone knows right. everything that's going on in everyone's life. So what is? would it be awkward? And here's the weird, again, here's another weird social element of this is that if you deep, so let's say someone from high school randomly friends you, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, all right, I feel like I remember this person being cool. And you, you, you say yes to them. And a couple, a little while goes by, and you're like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go through and clean up my list. I shouldn't have friended this person, so I'm going to defriend them. And then another month goes by, and you randomly see this person. You randomly run across them. And they're like, hey, did you see? Uh, I, or you're like, what's going on with you? They're like, well, I just got back from my trip from Cabo. Did you not? I post a bunch of pictures. And then you go, oh, yeah, I unfriended you. Oh, I don't, you dude, know. you're going into a whole level of horseshit that drives Jill crazy. 
so that's what I'm saying. So like what, like there's that weird social expectation of there should be nothing wrong with saying, look, we don't talk. I'm just, I'm, I didn't friend you. So like, tell me what's going on with your life. Dude, families have then, split up over shit like this. I know, man. Like literally someone, someone has been like, how come you, you blocked me? How come you unfriended me? It's like, because I don't like you. And it's like all of a sudden right. it creates this rift. And you see families at war because someone unfriended someone or didn't oh. accept it. It's insane. There's, two, there's two, two family members specifically, and I won't say what side they're on because I have many sides to my family. Yes. I've got my you have a 20-sided side, side, die that is your family. That's right. I've got Beth's side. So I won't say what side it's on. But there are two people who I have uh, unfriended, uh, and I will not friend them back. And one of them has requested me, and I've denied it. Yeah. I've, I've deleted it. I will not do it. And other people are friends with them, uh, but I'm like I see I see no benefit. I will I have no benefit in being friends with you. Also, it raises my blood pressure to see what you post, and I will not have it. Oh boy, see and I have not yet been called. I've not yet been called out on it. I've seen that. That happen. could change when this airs. I've seen that happen, and I it's literally like someone taking off their glove and slapping someone in the face. Like it's the equivalent of that when someone's like, "I've unfriended yeah. you." They're like. Oh. And they see each other in social situations, and they just refuse to speak to each other. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Because I'm like, I know, man. We don't even know each other. Like we we let's face it, shit. we don't know each other at this point in time. Like I I mean, it happened the other day. Someone added me. I'm like, okay, and I'm like, God damn it! Like I, we're never gonna talk. We have nothing in common. We have nothing in common. Right. Why did I do this? Right. It's like a part of me was curious to be like, oh, I wonder what they're up to. And now that I got that satisfied, I'm like, who fucking cares? Like. You're never going to listen to my podcast. Right. And that's the only thing I ever fucking post is about my podcast. Like, that's the only right. thing I ever do. And that's If you don't like it, scroll past it or unfriend me. Very rarely do I post something that's not my podcast. And before yeah. that, it was just, hey, here's my improv shows, which I'm sure was real annoying. But I'm like, whatever. This is the only way I know how to market my shit. So get over it. Do you ever say yes to the, the friend request from those Russian sex bots? My favorite one was the message I got from the guys telling me that my uh, I was being accepted into the Illuminati. That was, like, amazing. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait what? Wait, I don't know if I remember this Oh, one. I posted it. I was like, guys, my application finally went through. This It was the <laughs> most incoherent message I ever got. It, was, it started out amazing. like, hey. Amazing. Just want to reach out to you to let you know that the Illuminati is here and the lizards are coming. It was a it, it was a huge shift. Like there was a real turn in the message. And I was like, "What?" Did they ask the? for anything? Nope. I don't remember. Okay, but it's, I posted it. and I was like, "Well, it finally happened." You know, you know everything. <laughs> the bill comes due. You know. Did you get a membership card? I'm waiting for it. You know, card Dude, carrying member can, of the Illuminati. You can use that at most Jiffy Lubes. <laughs> Oh, you're, oh, Illuminati! You should come on in. That'll be that'll be ten percent off. That's right. It's, it's a ten percent discount for all Illuminati. It's just like what? Yeah, I, I, I just I, there's there, I need to go through and do another calling because part of it is like I just I look at people and I'm like, oh, you're a good person, but that doesn't mean that we're ever going to speak. No, you know, no. and I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is a waste of my mental capacity. I said this a long time ago. I'm not the first person to say this either, but. You know, social media does a weird thing with our friendship circles that forces us to stay in contact with people that we would naturally just sort of shed throughout our life. Right. And it's an unnatural aspect that has always bothered me because I remember a long time ago, my parents said, there's going to be certain friends that stay with you for your entire life. There's going to be some people that are really important for sections of your life and then you're never going to talk to them again and that's okay. It'll be sad. 
but that's okay. Right. Because you're going to go one way, they're going to go another, you're going to grow apart, and that's just what happens. And I feel like that's a natural progression in life. There's different parts where, you know, I've had a handful of friends that I've known since I was a kid. Colby was one of those people. I knew him since I was five. Mandy's another one of those great people. I've known her since third grade. Like, I don't see us ever not being friends. But then there's other people where I'm like, I remember having an awesome friend in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, a guy named Chris. He was one of the funniest goddamn people I'd ever been around. And then over time, we had different classes. I got more involved with sports. And we just sort of went our separate ways. And it was really sad to me because, like the guy, I think he's super smart. I think he's super talented. But we just drifted apart. Sure. And I was like, oh, man. There's times where I think back. I'm like, I wonder what he's up to now. Last I heard, he was doing like working with lasers and shit with the Navy. And I was like, holy shit. That's awesome. That's yeah. fucking cool. Um, but that's a guy that I'm like, man, I'd love to talk to that guy again. But that'll never happen. And that's okay. And social media yeah. takes that and just still brings it back. And it's like, here's all these people and what they're up to. And it's like, I don't right, right. need to know that. I just don't right. need to like, know I've that. Been like Sam, I've been friends with with Rob, who we've had on here, uh, for twenty one years. Yeah, like he's obviously my longest friend, and again, he's one of those where I don't see a time where we're not going to be friends or not going to talk or be close. Like even you know, we'll we'll go through points where we don't talk as much, sure. but we always seem to come back together. You know, I feel like I feel like Drew, you and I have kind of gotten into the point where I don't foresee us drifting apart. Yeah, uh, you know, anytime in the near future, if ever. Yeah. And, but there are, I just looked at my Facebook page. There are 770 friends on my Facebook page. I guarantee you, I do not have 770 friends. Right. And so like that, like to your point, why do I have that many people who could potentially see my stuff? Like all 770 of those people, I would venture a a safe guess that maybe a hundred of those people actually want to see what I'm doing. Right. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't understand the, the need I mean, there's a curiosity behind it, you know? There's times where I'm like, gee, I wonder what this person's up to. And it's scary that I can go and find out to some degree. Right. Like, to a very high level, I can just be like, peruse someone's page and be like, oh, cool. That's what they're up to. Terrifying that I could right. be able to do that. It should just be like, I'm just, a question. I'm just sorting. Yeah. I'm just sorting through here. I'm just looking at random people. And there are names that are coming up that I'm like, fuck, I didn't even remember I was friends with this person. Because of the algorithms, I never see them come up on my feed. So why am I still friends with them? Yeah, you know what's really, what I really did wrong was I fucked up my LinkedIn stuff, dude, real bad. Because when I was doing music supervision stuff, like I was connecting with a bunch of different music level folks in, in the music business. And goddamn, when I switched over, to just something else. I, I look at LinkedIn just going like, who the fuck are you? Am I connected to on LinkedIn? Right. No, I have no I've idea. I've accepted some random people and I'm, it's one of those two where I'm afraid. I'm like, I don't want to kill any business possibilities, but I'm like, who fucking care? I could burn this entire profile down and not, and not fucking ruin one connection. Dude, I don't even want to know all the different people I'm connected to on there. It scares the shit out of me. If I were to go through them and be like, who are you? Like this, right. none of this matters. I was just soaking up whatever connection I could get at the time. And then I was like, LinkedIn doesn't matter. <laughs> LinkedIn does Nothing about LinkedIn matters. I want to care about LinkedIn. I really, really do. But God damn it, does it just sniff? It just reeks of desperation to me. Of just like, yeah. just people, just business farts just all over the place. And people are just sniffing them in droves. Just... 
these really gross articles and things like that. It's like, oh, are you ready to leave? Here are the biggest trends in interviewing this year. Here are the two things you have to remember if you're going to get a job this year. I was like, this is like BuzzFeed for business jerk-offs. Like, that's... It's just, it it's awful. That's, absolute, that's absolutely it. It really fucking is BuzzFeed for business jerk-offs. That's absolutely what it is. The thing is, there's a sect of people, there's a section of people who like that. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a section of people who, like, the, the like, really hardcore entrepreneurs, the people who, like, business is their life. Like, we have jobs. Business is these people's lives. Yeah. That's fine. That's a place for them to go. That's great. But it is definitely, there's a stink to it. Yes. Oh, it, Without oh. a doubt, there's a stink to it. It, it, it feels... Like I, I didn't really know what bothered me about corporate America until recently, and I've really right. started to see stuff where I'm like, "You guys are gross. You're a bunch of grossies. You're all gross. You're unshowered eighth graders who stink right. and don't understand how to take care of your bodies. Like this is nasty. Yeah. Like you all are nasty with this sort of stuff." And don't get me wrong, LinkedIn's a great way to find jobs. It's a great way to connect and utilize your connections to get introduced to recruiters and things like that. There's been some really successful ways for me to, I've used that to look up companies and things like that. But sure. dude, when I've seen like, I had someone and they might be right, but they're like, you guys need to get more involved in places like LinkedIn, you know, like your subject matter experts get out there and start writing stuff, you know, get, get in groups. And I'm like, I don't want to communicate with those. I just don't at all. I don't want to be like, so what do you guys think about training? What's your favorite letter in the Addy model? Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like what's your favorite letter in the Addy model? That made me so sad when you said that sentence. So what's your favorite adult learning theory from an instructional design standpoint? What's your greatest challenge? It's just, Oh, everything about that just screams inauthentic and insincere. And I think is, I know there's people that really are nerds about that stuff. That'll have an absolute blast discussing that. Sure. And that just gets mired in a field of people that are like, look at me. I want a job. Like let's connect. I want to get business. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna get business, bro. No, bro, I'm gonna get business on this shit. Uh, LinkedIn is a great place for those people to go to to find that. There's another place where those people can drop in, and uh, they can really get what's coming to them. Basically, uh, is it poop.com? It is poop.com, which is which is the global sponsor of an event, also known as the Throwdown. The Throwdown. Oh my god. Whew. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! My! Well, we gap. have been on a we've been on a journey today. Um, what a journey! So I see no better no better way to top this journey off than a throwdown between two <laughs> titans of industry, <laughs> two global titans, two globalists, very, two two globalists, uh, two two titans of industry, two people who. Uh, who really get out there and they sell, Doug. They sell, sell, sell. These people are the face of their respective companies. Mm. Today we're going to do, it's an animal throwdown. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be Tony the Tiger <laughs> versus Chester Cheetah. This is not what I expected at all. I did not expect that at all. I expected like LinkedIn versus Facebook or some shit. <laughs> I was like, wait, animals? All right, so Tony the Tiger versus Chester Cheetah. Uh, well, we know Chester Cheetah is is a sneaky fucker. Yes, we've seen that. And according, go ahead. According to Family Guy, uh, high on cocaine. Yes, 
But we've seen the most recent ads that he's there manipulating people. He's like, do it. Have Cheetos. Go to the dark side. And he, I mean, he takes them into like the deepest parts of the jungle, the Amazon, Amazonian rainforest. Like it's, he, he takes people on journeys. And he seems like, who, who would I compare him to? Like, oh, I, I, there's so many like just dark characters that I, that I, I just, I can't think of one in particular that's just like, do it, do it. That just can control where they want to go. And Tony the Tiger's like, you can do it. Play baseball. Woo. You know, they're great. He's just way too upbeat. And he seems like yeah. a real jock and a real dumb dumb. Yeah, but a jock, he's he's fucking built. You gotta give him. He's got that barrel chest. He's he is built. I don't give a shit. You can be built as you want, but if you're dumb as fuck, you know, you're gonna sit there in and Chester Cheese gonna manipulate the shit out of him and be like, you know what'd be better? If you killed yourself, like, <laughs> do it. So he's so Chester the you know what, some he sort goes, of demon. You know it'd be that's great. Whis- that's whispering to you. You know it'd be great if you killed yourself. <laughs> you know what you should do with those frosted flakes? <laughs> Shove them up your urethra. You know that those kids don't like you. You know, they're just using you to get those sugary, sugary cereal. How could you ever give those... How could you support any product that gives kids cancer? Like, just really gets into Have you ever tried... Have (laughs) have you ever tried your cereal soaked in blood? He's just like... I I looked at Chester Cheetah like, he will never have to lift a finger. He won't have to lift a finger for anything. But again, in this, it is a throwdown between the two of them, mm-hmm. so they have to battle to the death. Yeah, but the thing is, like, so it's not Chester. The, it's not Chester the Cheetah manipulating someone to fight Tony. They are fighting each other. Agreed. But he's going to get in. Okay. He's going to get in the arena. And Tony's going to fight him, and he's going to find a way to fuck with his head. He's going to find think- a way to sit there and and he's going to he's going to talk to him. He's going to get in his head. He's going to rope a dope so you him. Think, so you think that you think that Chester the Cheetah can. Within the time where the the ref yells fight, between that time and where 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 am I going? Where, where are you going? Between <laughs> the time where the ref calls fight and Tony the Tiger gets to Chest of the Cheetah, let's say ten seconds. You think Chest of the Cheetah's got enough time in there to talk him out of beating the fuck out of him? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I that is that is bananas. Exactly. That's how fucking good. Chester the cheater is. There's no way. There's no way he's talking. What's he going to say in 10 seconds? Give me the pitch. Here's what he's going to do. He's not going to fight. And, and, and Tony's going to come in. He's got good sportsman. You know what I mean? He's going to come running at him, and, and, and Chester's just going to lay there, and he's like, hey, what, why, why aren't you fighting? We've got to fight. we got to do this. This is a death match, and Chester is going to start there messing with his head. Tony won't. Tony won't stop and question it. If Tony's got, The thing is, Tony's a dumb jock, so if he's got a task to do, he's just going to do the task. So if he's if his task is to murder this cheetah, Tony's going to go in and he's going to beat the fuck out of that cheetah. But he's also expecting resistance, and because he doesn't get resistance, he starts asking questions, and that which that's where Chester the cheetah just. You're starts. assuming you're assuming that he's going to expect. You, you're saying the minute that he doesn't that someone doesn't fight back, he's just going to stop and go, "Oh, that's weird. Why is he not fighting back?" That is a 100%. horse shit argument. A hundred percent, he's dumb as hell. You he did, no, he's, he's not, not fighting. Again, it doesn't matter if he's dumb as hell. If his if he is set to kill someone, he's gonna just do that. He's not gonna stop because they're not trying to fight back. 
Yeah, he he'll be so confused at the fact that this other this that his opponent is just not doing anything. He's he's just going to be completely fail. He's going to be like, I don't understand. Chester's going to be like, Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? He's like, Well, they, they told me I I had to fight. He's like, Really? Who's they? Why are you answering to them? And he's just going to slowly just like work his work his magic. It's going to be. It's going to end with. Tony the Tiger slitting his own throat. It's going to be or, hard. Or hanging himself with his tail. It's going to be hard for Chester the Cheetah to make those arguments after his teeth have been bashed in, in the first yeah. 15 seconds. But it's it's not going to matter. It's 15 matter. seconds, man. 15 seconds and the fight's over. Okay. I guess we're going to have to leave this one to the <laughs> listeners to decide who wins, Chester the Cheetah or Tony the Tiger. Look, I'm not saying, I think if they if they met in a coffee shop and it escalated to the point where they were going outside, mm-hmm. absolutely I think Chester the Cheetah would have Tony the Tiger killing himself. Mm-hmm. But if they were in a ring and the, and someone said fight mm-hmm. and, they were, and they were feet from each other, Chester mm-hmm. the Cheetah's going down. Again, if, right. if Chester the Cheetah has the time, he can probably talk him out of it. I will give you that. But if mm-hmm. they are in proximity to where like he can just reach out and grab them, there's no mm-hmm. way Chester can talk quick enough, and there's no way that Tony's stopping if Chester doesn't fight back. Fair enough. Pure strength, pure ability, Chester's done. He's screwed. But he's a sly, sneaky, little-finger motherfucker. So get little-finger little motherfucker. My birds are everywhere. Yes. Um, but, okay, so I guess then it comes down to where are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if it's a straight arena fight, and it's like people are there to see the grand tiger, you know, fight of, of, of the decade. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. But if it's just like, oh, they show up in an area and they're supposed to fight each other and they don't know, they're confused or whatever, Chester's going to he's gonna talk his way out of it. Do you want to see two orange jungle cats fight? Come to poop.com. <laughs> Watch it at poop.com. <laughs> We've got the sole streaming rights to this, the fight of the century. That's awesome. Um, I thought soul streaming like your soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the soul streaming right. I just assumed they were in a space cafe. Fair enough. They were in space. In which case, Chester Chester would win. Okay. Yeah. So we'll give it to we'll we'll say with the caveats presented, we both agree with each other. So we'll leave it up to the we'll leave it up to the uh, the the listener. Please chime in on all our social medias and let us know what do you think. Is it Tony the Tiger, Chester the Cheetah? Uh, obviously we've given the parameters, uh, so go ahead and let us know what you think. All right. So Justin, you got anything you want to promote this week? Uh, yeah. You know, I watched Bird Box. Okay. (sighs) It's a complicated, strap in because we got another 45 minutes of this podcast to go. (laughs) Uh, Bird Box is a complicated, I would love to have you watch it and then I would love to talk about it. All right. Fair enough. Um, I will say this as, as a... I would recommend, I would ask people to watch it and also weigh in and let us know what you think. Uh, for me, it was about 25 minutes too long. Okay. Um, I, I think it was uh, it was a good effort. I would give it, it's got a 60-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I would say it's right right around there. I would say 60, okay. 70%. If they shortened it, if they shortened it by about 20, 25 minutes, then I would, I would bump it up to maybe 75%. Because it wasn't, okay. it definitely had me in suspense. I thought the acting was pretty good on it. Um it just there. I, I would be very curious to dissect a little bit more with you. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like a fun extracurricular activity for me to do. Um, I would recommend the comic 100 Bullets. Um, I recently went to the Downers Grove Library, and they have an entire section of comics. And I was like, okie dokie. 
uh, where do I get my library card? <laughs> and I started uh, by picking up the first volume of 100 Bullets, and it was fantastic. I read it in a day. Wow. In less than a day. Uh, basically, the first 19 issues, I just tore through it. Essentially, the conceit is um, a strange man walks up to somebody. He hands them a suitcase, and in that suitcase is a dossier about someone that this person would obviously want to get revenge on. And also there's a gun with a hundred bullets. The bullets and the gun are untraceable and the evidence is irrefutable and they can choose how they want to act on that evidence. Do they go and take that gun and those bullets and kill that person and get away scot-free or they choose not to do it. And it's absolutely fascinating. Interesting. So uh, I've got a couple more volumes to go, but so far I love it. It's really, really cool. And I don't know why no one's adapted this yet. So Hundred bullets. That sounds fucking awesome. Yes, big fan. Also, big fan of our social medias. You can find MindGap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGap Podcast. And Justin also exists in the digital realm. That's right. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M I K E L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on. And on Google Podcast, wherever podcasts are sold, you can subscribe to us, review us, share us. We love when you do all those things because as silly as it may seem, all of those things help move the needle in our favor. So we really, really appreciate it truly from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, it doesn't take too long to do any of those and it means a lot to us. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap and 2east8th.com slash the best bar podcast ever. There's the other podcast to do with Milos every Monday. It's about the bar industry and we got some... Uh, uh, interesting stuff we've been talking about. And uh, Milos is now retired from being a bartender, uh, at least for now. And, uh, God rest it, his soul. It's, I know, right? And uh, it, it's uh, providing us some interesting... Uh, we're, we're getting very creative and uh, exploring some new topics. So I would say if you haven't picked it up yet, now's a good time to, to check that out. So um, yeah, I would say. And then two East 8th, we've got uh, Drew and I... Uh, you know, we've been, Drew, Doug and I have been talking a lot and Drew Milos and I have been talking and then Drew and I have been talking and 2019 is going to be a big year. So we've got some really cool stuff we're planning. So just keep an eye out on all of our social medias. It's two East eighth. Yes. Thank you all for listening. And remember, Lieutenant Brock knows. Mind Gap Podcast. <laughs>